Welcome to a special five-part podcast series on the new Treliant, sponsored by Treliant. Over this five-part podcast series, we will discuss what is new at the company and key issues that Treliant is helping to lead and define in the online training industry going forward. Over this five-part series, I will visit with Treliant CEO, John Arendez, Maggie Smith, Vice President for Human Resources, Scott Schneider, Head of Content Development. I know you will enjoy this special five-part podcast series on the new Treliant. First, a word about Treliant. The mission to transform compliance training from boring to brilliant. Treliant's award-winning training helps organizations create and maintain respectful, inclusive workplaces. Treliant's modern approach to e-learning is designed to motivate positive behavior through realistic video scenarios and up-to-date content that is interactive, easy to customize, and connects with today's mobile workforce. Treliant currently serves 8,000 organizations across industries and geographies. In this episode one, I visit with Treliant CEO, John Arendez, on the new Treliant. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to our five-part podcast series on Treliant. Today, my guest is John Arendez. I've known John for quite some time. He's quite familiar to those in the compliance arena. Um, John, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks, Tom. Um, I always enjoy our conversations, and I'm looking to this one today as well. well. John, could you remind our uh, listeners a little bit about your professional background? Sure, sure. So, uh, been been in the tech space uh, somewhat in over over twenty five years now, um, and have held various uh, leadership roles um, through various tech companies. Spent the the last thirteen years uh, really focused um, in the compliance space, in particular, and have really enjoyed that and, and that evolution that we've come from and where we are today. And uh, it, it's been a journey um, prior to Treliant. Uh, I was the VP of sales at We Comply and head at Thomson Reuters. And then prior to, the, and then after that, the, the GM at Skillsoft and uh, recently joined Treliant about uh, eight months ago to help them on their, their evolution and journey as they continue to grow. John, what uh, about Treliant intrigued you that you saw could be either a platform for growth or a direction that you could take the company, and why now? Yeah, you know, it, Treliant has done an amazing job, and and the tagline is boring to brilliant. And I think, you know, we all know and we've heard it from our constituents, oh, I don't want to take training again. And uh, what I was hearing in the market from from Treliant customers and and uh, you know, coming up against them was interesting in that, hey, you know, how do you how do you compare to Treliant? How do you make it engaging? How how come you're not as customizable as Treliant? How come you can't make it uh, uh, entertaining or a greater Netflix experience? And so um, that was intriguing to me. And um, and so as I dug into this, I realized um, that they really, really have sort of changed the way um people were consuming compliance content in particular 
you know, PDH, uh, preventing discrimination, harassment, and DEI, which is really their their core competency in terms of where they started four years ago. Um, and so it was it was interesting as I looked at that as the the new um, shareholders or new owners PSG you know, thought about, well, where do we take it next? And to me, that was the real opportunity. John, have you been able to uh, bring in uh, some new leadership or others to help you with this uh, expansion and pivot for Treliant? Yes. Well, yes. And and the good news is there's been extremely strong leadership when I got here. You know, many times when a, uh, a CEO comes in, as we know, uh, there's a number of reasons for that, usually because it's not, you know, uh, functioning, the, the company's not functioning the way they, they thought it was. And that was not the case at all here. Um, the co-founders, one of them decided to retire. And, and uh, that was, you know, uh, something they had looked forward to. And, and our other co-founder uh, is getting ready to do the same. But um, and so it wasn't a matter of visiting being broken. It's, well, how do you build upon the success? And so we brought some new people in uh, specifically more around the uh, on the sales side. We brought some uh, really talented people in on the compliance side with as relates to production and how do you make uh, compliance training uh, and engagement more engaging and how do you really design a product set that changes behavior. Um, And really, we've been expanding just continuously around our support mechanisms as well. We we get nothing but fabulous reviews in terms of our our support and and how customers, it's how easy it is for customers to roll this out. So we went from about um, just 2021, I think we were, they were at about 60 employees, we're now roughly about 120, so almost doubled in size. John, you used a word in there, actually a phrase, training, training engagement. I want to pick up on that with a couple of different threads. Uh, I've known you since your week apply days. You, As you said, you've been in the tech space around compliance for quite some time. You've seen an evolution in that space in terms of the uh, training, what the Department of Justice and the regulators have said about training. And you've uh, wedded that to what I saw and heard from Treliant when I spoke with uh, their representatives over the years. And I wondered if you could maybe give some thoughts on really that that word engagement and why that has become so important now and how you're able to to bring an engaging training uh, to an audience through the Treliant platform. Yeah, you know what what has really been the secret sauce in terms of engagement is making the courses applicable to the environment in which one takes it. So let me give you an example. Uh, we have we have a preventing discrimination and harassment course that is designed for healthcare, and people say, "Well, what's the difference in in that? Right? Why why is the law different? No, it isn't." But the environment in which one works in is much different than those that work in a retail environment or an office environment. And so when when individuals can see uh, their environment replicated in a hospital setting, in a doctor's office, uh, working with nurses in that example, creating real life scenarios in which we know the DOJ says that's really what it's about, um, that makes it much more engaging. 
Uh, we've had customers tell us that they look forward to our next season. We have this idea of seasons, just like Netflix does. So we, we're coming out with our season five, our, our PDH version, which, which in which we create uh, new scenarios, real life scenarios taken from the news. Uh, we create scenarios, for example, in the retail space, in the restaurant space. So people then, they take this training and they can relate to it. Um, and that I think has really been a, a, a significant factor in why our success has been so, so strong. John, you have also seen the regulators evolve in their thinking and their requirements moving forward. Obviously, in your prior role, uh, perhaps a little bit more in anti-corruption compliance. Nevertheless, uh, the regulators are also asking uh, people like yourself, tech companies like yourself, to provide this to clients. Have you seen the regulators thinking evolve as well? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the regulators are really thinking about, look, we, we, how, how do you make behavioral changes? And so when you think about how do you make behavioral changes to have an impact, it's really around how do you design the training so that it, it, it does engage. So, you know, it's not just the PDH, but as you think about uh, the code of conduct, right? Uh, one of the things that we're doing and, and, and taking our experience with in, in PDH and that engagement level is how do we create code of conducts that represent the environment in which that company culture is based on? How do they think about, uh, you know, uh, anti-money laundering, anti-bribery, all those other components that the DOJ wants organizations to look at? And they, again, are saying those should be in real real life scenario based so that people feel like uh, they understand clearly um, what what is required of them, not just from reading a document. John, the other evolution uh, that I wanted you to maybe uh, give your thoughts on has been in the area of when bad things happen. So in uh, your prior life in the anti-corruption world, and certainly in mine as well, uh, if there was a violation of the FCPA, there could be a fine and penalty, and that could be significant, and there could be remedial steps. But now we move to an era where reputational damage can be as bad or even worse than um, a fine and penalty. So a stock price drop or customers uh, abandoning a product. And do companies really want now their employees to understand We've got to do things right and better, not just to follow the law, but really so that our culture and our values are aligned and we can move forward so that we don't really have a big reputational problem in the marketplace. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and we see that continuously. So one of, the, one of the evolutions, and we talk about evolution with companies, to your exact point is, you know, one of, one of the things folks love about us is our ease of customization. So how can I... How can I take what you've given me off the shelf, but how do I make it really impactful to my culture? And how do I make it uh, express the importance of, of what we're doing here uh, beyond just, um, just training? And in fact, one of our customers uh, will, be, will be releasing a, a video of them, and I don't want to give it away yet because we haven't finalized it, but talks about this exact thing that what was hap what what they wanted to get to is when people heard that they were rolling out the DEI suite 
uh, it wasn't training, but it was education. It was culture changing. And, and people started to look forward to this as they started to roll it out because people realized that the organization had taken the time to reflect and think about their own mission, what the employees hear, and that this, this engagement, this training that was being rolled out was reflective of that. And that's, that's something that I think we do as an organization to help companies do really well and probably easier than most. And I think that's always the challenge when companies think about how do I go into that, that, you know, that transition, right? You know, you've been in this a long time. What's the biggest challenge for compliance officers and GC and HR? Well, we don't have the money to do that level. So, because, you know, it's, it hits the budget. Well, we've solved, I think we solved that problem by being able to do these customizations that make those changes that allow customers to express their culture and the importance of why this is in their culture at a very cost effective way. And so, you know, that's, I know I'm saying a lot there, but you get, got me started. I mean, I love that portion of our business and it really, our, our customers are raving fans of, of what we do there. John, unfortunately we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted any more information on Treliant, what would be the best way for them to find out? Yeah, uh, of course, Treliant.com, T-R-A-L-I-A-N-T.com. And remember, Treliant rhymes with compliant. Uh, so that's always a way to remember it. And of course, of course anybody interested can always connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, John Arendes, A-R-E-N-D-E-S. And uh, again, Tom, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Well, John, thanks again. And I hope our listeners will join us in our next episode where we take up the uh, view from the regulatory aspect and what the regulators want. I look forward to continuing this conversation. This is Tom Fox. Treliant has a great number of resources on their website and information on how you can improve your online training experience. You can check it all out at Treliant.com. I hope you'll join me again for another episode of The New Treliant. This special five-part podcast series sponsored by Treliant is a production of the Compliance 